0: Welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves there are potentially three sides to every card. I'm your host, Moderator Dave. I moderate this here Magic the Gathering podcast. And with me today we have Ben. Hey everybody. And also, Other Dave.
1: Hey! So, uh, what have y'all been doing uh, for this week? Well... I was traveling a little bit. I didn't get much magic in. But I have been kind of looking at some modern stuff. I think I'm going to build a Rhinos deck. Rhinos and uses, modern? Yes. Uh, well, it's the Crashing Footfalls Cascade deck. Makes the Rhino tokens. Mm. They're doing some cool things with the, the Dominary United card uh, leyline Binding. Where they're splashing white to give a very much-needed interaction piece, which Leyline Binding has domain, and it costs one less for each land type, basic land type. And then an exile is a permanent. Any permanent, and it has flash. So um, they're using that to kind of remove the hate pieces on the board. And it, it actually looks like it might perform pretty well. So thinking about building that. Might try it on Magic Online first before. Yeah, might be a good idea. Yeah. What about you, other Dave,
0: Superior Dave, if you will?
2: I have been doing a whole lot of nothing this
0: week. Tuckered out from all the drafting.
2: Yeah, tuckered out from all the drafting and yeah. Football's nah. back, baby. Well, did yeah. you watch,
0: Did you watch the
2: Bengals lose last night? I sure did. I <laughs> didn't lose last night last game was the i mean it was yesterday it just wasn't at night oh okay i
0: don't know what's going on i didn't watch it i just heard about it (laughs) um anyways i've actually been doing magic stuff this week i played the uh the midweek magic artisan event i wanted to do that so bad oh man i was streaming it and i tried to pull decks off like net deck and like every deck i put in I would uh, put it in, I'd claim all the wild cards, and then go to play and it would be like, this is an out-of-date deck for last last standard, and I'm like, son of a gun. So, eventually I was just like, picked out the other ones and constructed like half a deck from it, because I used the, the base pieces that were still left and put in and uh, put together a pretty good red deck. um little aggro spellcasty deck using electrostatic infantry. The dwarf wizard that has trampled yeah. you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on electrostatic infantry. Using that card with uh like play with fire, uh shock, strangle, that kind of stuff. Uh Wizard's lightning? Wizard's lightning not in here because it's not uh
1: standard legal. Oh, it's an only standard artisan? Yeah, it's oh, okay. standard.
0: Well, it's It's alchemy, um, which is annoying because they should just say standard with bullshit alchemy cards in it. But it's alchemy standard with bullshit alchemy cards in it. So um, anyways, I think it performed pretty good. So played with that one a bunch. And then I pulled another... Deck off of the internet that actually was uh, legal. Did better research the second and got one that is a black aggro deck using um, Ghoulish Procession. Or So it's a one and a black enchantment. Whenever one or more non token creature dies, create a black zombie token creature with decay. Um, mm. This ability triggers once a turn. So you're basically putting down creatures and like cycling through them to um, always attack. And even if you lose some, you get another one back kind of thing. And then there's uh, a Vengeful Strangler that flips into an enchantment that you can enchant a uh, creature a Planeswalker. And then uh, the, the opposed, your opponent has to sacrifice a permanent or lose one life. So um, is... Is neat, but it wasn't as consistent as the red deck. So I didn't particularly enjoy playing that as much as the red one because you had to like it had to come out exactly right for it to really, uh, really work. So, um, but no, I had fun on that event and ran the ladder a little bit, got back up to gold. So nice, pretty good week. Um, actually also been working on a draft that I that hopefully I can still do because I forgot I was still playing it but <laughs> doing alright on that so far only like uh, two games in and I've only lost once so nice. I mean that's good for me usually I'm like absolute shit at drafts and so. this is a
1: Dominaria draft
0: Uh, yeah the uh, premier Dominaria draft
1: I had a token okay. so I turned it in um, oh yeah
0: good stuff so that's what I've been doing having some fun Um, but what's, you guys want to talk about some news? Sure. News. All right.
2: News.
0: All right. I want to talk about this. I know maybe some of you don't, but let's do a quick low energy spoilers for the Warhammer 4k set. I'm I'm using Mm -hmm. rotations Uh, for for those who can't see me because it's, i'm I'm still confused as what it is. it's the commander decks, so and then I don't you know whatever um anyways, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there are some
2: cool uh
0: alternate art reprints here that I want to uh point out.
2: there are definitely some some of the art in this is absolutely killer I agree
0: um do you have any particular favorites there, other Dave?
2: i mean i I do like i uh, was it hardened scales I think is really is really nice looking mhm um there were a couple others that I cannot think of right well, oh, when I
1: see the hardened, hardened scales scale. reprint, I say, man, that thing's probably pretty hard and scaling. The, yeah, you
2: probably say that a lot, don't you <laughs>
1: Ugh. I guess I walked into that one um <laughs> I mean as I, assume, to, I assume the,
2: primarily to other people.
1: The uh the hardened scales in the original um Tons of Tarkir like it doesn't it doesn't as much show what you would imagine hardened scales would be, right? It doesn't give off hardened vibes. Right. Hmm.
0: I agree. And then there's another one with uh a dinosaur on it that is kind of cool. But also I'm not getting like really hardened vibes from it. Uh but this one it, Oh, the one
1: from Double Masters, yeah. Yeah,
0: with the triceratops
1: on it. Why isn't it right.
0: an That's my question. Yeah, I you mean, know? yeah, that make that would make sense. That would make sense. Anyways, um, this one features this giant like uh monstrosity of a creature getting shot at by like laser
2: rifles. It
0: definitely gives off the hardened vibes. For sure yeah
2: old one eye that was the other art that i really liked
0: yeah and then um another one i quite particularly liked was um a skull clamp they're bringing this one they're bringing skull clamp back it's cool because it's just this like floating skull and uh spine with little pokey and grabby things coming out of it it's uh
1: looks neat yeah, for those that uh, were were under worried that this wouldn't fit in the magic universe, um, the arts and stuff. Uh, that one definitely does. Yeah, it, it looks like a Phyrexian like abomination that they're. <laughs>
0: um, speaking of that, do you think? Um, because the Warhammer has factions. One of the commander decks is from the the Necron faction. It's all black. Do you think when and if they put out uh, in Magic, mechanically, the same cards like they did with the uh, Stranger Things secret lair, that those, uh, those all those Necrons become
1: Phyrexians? I think so. They definitely give uh, Phyrexian vibes. Oh, you're saying when they change the name of the card to something magic related?
0: Yeah, like they did with yeah. uh, Secret Lair. Yeah, uh,
1: Stranger Things. I, I would guess. I would guess that's possible. Um, mm-hmm. The the thing the thing about changing the creature type though is it matters, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of they'd have to make sure that that wasn't. I mean, I know it's just Commander, but it fundamentally would actually change the card, you know.
0: That's true, but also, you know, it's not like where, where the where's the Necron uh are the Astardy warriors factor into the the magic universe like an is that man. how you
1: say it? I think so. That's okay. It's not Astart. <laughs> no. Okay. Good to know.
0: Yeah. Because uh you know. They'd definitely be the coolest faction if that's how you said their
1: name. <laughs> yeah, um I'm mean.
0: here. Whatever. Um Anyways, to round off the spoilers, they have uh, soul rings for each faction for y'all commander stands. So there's like, what, four or five different
1: soul rings? Arts form?
0: Yeah, each with their own art. Nice. I think, I think it's four, actually. So each with their own faction specific art. And then they are reprinting the card Darkness, which hasn't been reprinted in a long time. And it's featuring art not done by a literal neo-Nazi, so <laughs> that's cool. Thumbs up for that. So if, you know you've been holding off on the the non-Nazi art darkness. Now's your time
1: to move. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay. Did they oh hold on hold on. Um, hold on. they are also printing, reprinting "Living Death." <gasps> oh which... yeah, that's a good one. Um,
0: forgot to mention that one
1: which is cool I think I mean they. I guess it was in t- commander 2018 that I'm looking at um, it's the one it's basically living end except without suspend
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah it's a pretty yeah, good card cool.
1: um, I'd rather do the living end thing with it but yeah yeah um, uh, in commander you can imagine that that would be pretty powerful yeah. and because it's for each player too so it's could just change the entire game commander style.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's time to move on unless you guys have anything else to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I think...
1: I, I do like the cool uh, big giant mech art. Oh, man, man. That. The mech
0: art is cool. Um, I guess I'll say that if... Probably not going to pick up a commander deck, but in the off chance that I do, it will definitely be the Necron one, the all-black one. It just seems really cool. Um, But moving on to our last bit of news before we get into our main topic of discussion for this week. So, Mauro, also known as Mark Rosewater, um, said on his Tumblr blog, the blogatog, the other day that folding cards are definitely in the future of magic. Uh, What do you all feel about this?
1: What's what's, uh, what's what's a folding a, card?
0: What's a folding card? Well, I'll read you his quote. Um, somebody asked if or when folding cards question mark. Mark Rosewater says, when, but not necessarily anytime soon. Dual Masters has a folding triple face card. I assume one day Magic will try them. And then after he posted this, some people uh went about showing how the triple face, the triple. Trifold fold folding cards work um we'll put a link to it in the show notes so you could see but they're like well uh, they fold out and you do like a the one fold looks like a regular card and then you fold it and it's two cards back to back kind of like how meld works but it's connected and then it's another creature and then the third fold pops out and it's an even bigger third
1: creature Oh no! Why do we want this? Um,
0: I don't particularly want it, but that's how it works. It's it seems odd to me. It seems um, I don't know. It 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 feels like a
1: gimmick. Yeah, is this going to be like an unset thing? I I, um, I don't see it being tournament legal play, though. Right? I mean, well, you couldn't
0: most assuredly couldn't put those in a
1: deck and not
0: have them be. Like discernible from the rest of the card,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, make a format or make it be a commander or it's. I don't know, but tournament legal. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's worth
1: noting that um, the it's like got the I got a got a butter knife, a butterfly knife feel to it. You just flip it open and close it up. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's worth noting that in dual masters, the the card don't go. In your deck, so I don't know how it's going to work in Magic, uh, but I hate it. I like the idea of stickers, so I don't know.
1: Uh, I think you're like one person.
0: I'm just saying that, like, if I hate it, it's got to be real bad. That's what I'm saying.
1: Right, right. Uh, yeah, they should just make more big furry monster cards. Yeah, the meld cards. Like, um, yeah, they just put them together and. And now you got a big giant creature. That's oh, yeah. a
2: they should make more of the the daughter from Full Metal Alchemist, is what you're saying?
1: Oh no. No. Right in the fields, man. Right in the fields.
2: Is that is that not a melt card? Was that That was a melt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: <laughs> give, give me a full metal al- or yeah give me a full metal alchemist secret layer and have that be a card do it come on wizards you <laughs> coward
0: <laughs> oh um so how do you feel about this other dave
2: i hate it i hate every piece of it it's uh you're adding another place where cards can get easily damaged across the fold it's it feels like a money grab. It's gonna be hard to sleeve. It's gonna be hard to keep in mint condition. It's gonna make a collector's market out of it. I hate so,
0: everything about it. So basically it's just going to make everything that is bad about magic worse.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: more or less. Yeah. Nice. That's what you want in
2: your car and your your uh your I mean making scams. It seems like it is one of those things that uh it gives collectors something to chase, you know, that pristine folded card. And and that mm-hmm. seems to make them happy, that hunt, the you know that that ever never ending quest to find the perfect everything.
0: See, those people just need to like stop it and do what I do and just relentlessly talk about commander decks that you're going <laughs> to put together and then <laughs> just don't. And then that's that's the hunt. Yep. Make yeah. everything better for you've got to
2: collect them all. It also it very much it's feels just... like this is coming out at a time as as graded cards are becoming more and more of a thing. Mm-hmm. At, at a time when when grading is becoming more and more of a thing, they're going to put out. And granted, we don't know when this is coming out because the only thing Mark Roser said, Rosewater said was that it, it was a win and not an if. Yeah, but not anytime soon. I think right. Amen. Um, so, so. You know. Yeah. Like when whenever this comes out, it just feels like a gimmick that is going to drive the graded market crazy.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just so bizarre. Uh, I mean two two sides, two sides is enough,
0: man. That's what the uh, that's when uh, when they print paper versions of the Alchemy cards. That's what (laughs) it's going to roll out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, the ones where you go and um, uh, what what is the mechanic called where you change it into a different thing like red, green, blue? There's the you know what I mean. Yeah, like you play I'm the special- one card and then you splash the other card into it. Specialize, yeah. They're gonna make a specialized, yep. <laughs> and it just <laughs> folds out like a pamphlet, and then you <laughs> refold it with the specialized card on top. Exactly. Jeez, like, it's what it is, man. Mark my words. Um. So,
0: I think we're going to let this be. I think we all agree that uh, a, a heavy meh,
1: if not. Downright against. Downright um, against, yeah. Yeah, Just that's one thing you just leave on the horizon, just perpetually put it on a boat, sailing west. Just make sure it's felt
0: exactly as fast as the rotation of the Earth so it never gets anywhere. Yes, there you go. Perfect. There you go. You know, Walter, I've been thinking about what you said about blending in. So I got this book uh, about the history of Dominaria. Uh, did you know they had a Phyrexian invasion here a long time ago? What in the hell's is a Phyrexian? Uh, they're like, uh, kind of like a robot zombie thingy. Uh, apparently, they really love oil. And the scariest part of it all is that. It says in the book that sometimes they look normal, but they're actually lying in wait for the invasion. That sounds pretty creepy. Yeah,
2: it's very creepy. So anyone could be a Phyrexian, like me, you, the boss, just anyone. Oh no, you might be right. The boss could be a
0: Phyrexian. Just the other day, he didn't want me to change the fryer oil. I usually always change the fryer oil.
2: Wait. What?
0: Yeah. He doesn't want me to change the fryer oil. Because he needs it. To live. Because he's a Phyrexian. Oh, you idiot. I was joking. No, Walter. I think you might be onto to something. Once again, your powers of perception have outperformed even your expectations. I also read in that book uh, about that... That uh, Teferi guy the boss is always obsessing over, he is the hero of Dominaria. The Phyrexians are probably trying to catch him off guard, you know, while he eats.
2: It doesn't doesn't even make sense.
0: No, Walter, think about it. It makes complete sense. Now all we need to do is come up with a plan to unmask the boss and prove he's a Phyrexian.
2: Mo, please don't do anything absurd. We really need this job.
0: You're right, Walter. We're going to need evidence. Once we have it, we can take it to the th- authorities. Maybe even that Teferi guy. All right. So, did you start the campfire,
1: Ben? Did you get your campfire out?
0: Campfire. Can't have story time without campfire. <laughs> you get oh. your car out?
1: Yeah, yeah. I got the s'mores. Got the s'mores. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Hot dogs, too, if you
0: guys want. Hot dogs on the little forks, yeah. Yeah. It's it's story time. We're going to discuss the Dominaria United story, what we thought about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Someone will explain to me, I hope, what happens in the fifth story, because I did not get a chance to read it. But let's start with episode one.
1: Yeah. And a spoiler warning, of course, if you don't want to hear it, you haven't read the story um, and you want to go ahead and pause this, go read the five blog articles. We'll put the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think we are going to talk about at least one of the side stories, uh, the homecoming with Liliana as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, put the pin in that and then come back and listen after you're done.
0: Yes, please. We don't want to get angry emails about how we spoiled it for you. You've been warned. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about episode one. Echoes in the dark. Does any of you want to give the uh, the rundown
1: of what's going on in this story? Um, yeah, I I can kind of summarize this a little bit. So Karn is fixated with the idea that Frexia is on Dominaria. And he is actively looking for some kind of proof of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And he, or some kind of something that might help the discovery or if they're there to, you know, be able to go back. So he went back to the Cave of Koilos, And Cave of Koilos is where Urza and Mishra originally found the Power Stones. Mm -hmm. The Might and Weak Stone was one singular Power Stone in Correct. some sorts of brand
0: to,
2: yeah, um, yes, that's what's going on. Uh, he's also looking for notes about the silix. Yeah, yeah, the notes and
1: the silix, um, the key to operating the silix. Yep, I
0: would describe uh, Urza's general state of mind at and at this point in the story as having gone full Urza. He's pushed everyone out. Uh, away from him he's alone he's not talking to anybody really because nobody
2: what are you talking about he's talking to himself apparently in joyra's voice (laughs)
0: again he's gone full urza (laughs) is uh starting to become a little unhinged i think is that what you guys got It,
2: it it feels like and this shouldn't be spoilers cuz this is from past stories. like the, the the point they seem to be trying to really just hammer
1: mm-hmm. is
2: losing vincer has changed him
1: mm-hmm. yeah um can you do do we know uh, i don't really know who vincer is i'm going to be completely honest so that fell dead on me
0: vincer made the ultimate sacrifice with his last remaining mana he gave his life spark barn Moments later, Karn was released from Phyrexian tyranny. Warren lost his friend briefly before turning to battle the Phyrexian, stating that he still has a lot of work ahead of him. So Venser sacrificed himself to save Warren. That's what happened. Okay. During the mending. Right. During uh Scars of Mirrodin, because he was Okay. Uh, he needed liberated, as the card implies.
1: Oh, okay. Huh. So Imagine that. Okay, Imagine. so he he sacrificed himself and that affected Karn. Mhm. survived, yeah. if you will.
0: Um, so and then at the end of the story, if I'm not mistaken, he does find Phyrexians uh, yeah. Maldred to be precise in the Cult of Mishra. And they uh bamboozle him and he ends up getting trapped in a cave in
1: Uh, Correct. Correct. Yeah, so it leads, he finds some tablets um, that might help his quest to Mm -hmm. find out about the Silex, more about the Silex. Then he stumbles into a cave where Shieldred is being reassembled um, Mm -hmm. and worshipped. There's a specific character named Rona who is kind of leading that charge to get her up in battle ready, I guess I don't know um, they they alluded that she traveled through the blind eternities
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: ripped all of her organic material or shieldred's mechanic um, I think they identify her as a she, I believe um, try to think, but anyway, uh, it ripped all the organic material off doing the you know the planes walking but so i they don't explain how she got through there because it's not supposed to be that the frexians don't. Aren't able to do that. Yeah. So they don't explain it. Yeah. That was, they explain a little bit of this assumption
0: in the next story. So, um, you
1: want to move on to the next story? Um, Um, sure. I did, I did think it was interesting that he was trapped, but he couldn't planeswalk during the, yeah. Being completely immobilized keeps you from planeswalking.
0: No, it was a uh aspect of the caves uh made like uh interplanetary interplanar travel difficult
1: oh okay for
0: some reason it was something that the 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 thran technology there in that particular the the caves of Koulos. co how do you say that name um means <laughs> kolos yeah. um the something there along the, either the geology or something the thrand did to it made it hard to planeswalk, mm-hmm. if not impossible. So yeah, that's, so he, he was, was for
1: himself. Yeah, so he finally found irrefutable proof for is here, and he's worried about telling people. Now he's trapped.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> and he cannot do that,
0: friends, folks, uh, because shit uh, like this happens. You find. Drexins in a cave, and you can't
1: warn them, and they don't even know where you're at. I swear. Yeah. Um, so in uh, blog post two, it goes on, and well, let's
0: let ask other Dave if he he has anything of note to say about. Oh, okay. One. I uh, assumed what? he would chime in. Episode one, echoes in the darkness, the first story. You got anything to say about it? You you general, you good?
2: Um. Yeah, no, I'm I I think we've said everything that I right. say about it. It's I do um since we didn't talk about her much, uh, I do find Rona kind of an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Uh just like the the Kano eye and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. all that. Yeah.
1: It definitely seems uh when you first, I, when I was first reading about her, I kind of was like, oh, she seems like a lackey. But then she proved to be a little bit more, have a, more tricks up her sleeve than just a random lackey. She seems pretty mm-hmm. competent. Yep. Um. So, moving on. All right. Episode two, Sand in the Hourglass. Starts with yep. Karn is trapped under some rock and rubble. He can't move. Uh, luckily they had put some kind of, um, bell on Karn's stuff, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Jorah went ahead and the letters that Jorah
2: was writing him. Uh, yeah. tag. so he since
1: he, <laughs> strangely enough, since he didn't touch those letters in a while, <laughs> they were like, where's Karn? So they sent somebody to find him and that's how he didn't just stay there for all eternity. Yep. Um, and that's how they knew that where he was. Mm-hmm. So uh and the Ajani, person they sent to
0: find him is A Johnny. A Johnny my man.
1: I uh, I uh Old Kitty Cat himself. Yep. <laughs> great choice. Always mm-hmm. a great choice.
2: So he
1: they might have known
2: where it was because <laughs> no <laughs> maybe. Who knows? i mean that part uh obviously people should already know seeing as it's yeah it's
1: hard it's a card
0: it's interesting knowing like when like the exact moment like when did he turn when did when is he going to like reveal himself that was an interesting thing to have in the back of your mind knowing that it was going to happen
1: yeah, yeah.
0: reading this story um so uh A Johnny digs him out of the giant sandbox he was trapped in um, and then takes him to
2: Oyster Bay, is the name of the place, right? Um, To talk. It sounds like some kind of tuna that you would like. Oyster Bay tuna on (laughs) sale now at your local supermarket. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's the. It's important to note he was stuck there a few months. He is buried a couple months, so yes. that pretty pretty well I, set their plan to stop the invasion, Frexian invasion, back all, by a lot, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: exactly. I did wonder about that. I, maybe I skimmed through that story too quickly mm-hmm. because I was like, how how long was he in there?
0: Yeah, it says uh, in the months Karn had been buried, his campsite had remained undisturbed, but not unchanged. So months, an undetermined yeah, amount I,
1: of months. Uh, Johnny even says a few months it took yeah, time too yeah, to work at yeah. yeah. So
0: he picks up the Silex in the, the tablet and takes it to Oyster Bay to let everyone know that the Phyrexians were in fact here and they're like uh, source, sir or we're not going to believe you Pixar didn't happen and he's all like WTF yo why? Like, You going to trust me? They do some, uh, like, uh, I don't know. They're not believing him is what I'm trying to say yeah, for yeah. really no good reason other than and they think he's experiencing, I don't know, uh, post-traumatic uh, stress disorder
1: from his time on Phyrexia, uh, new Phyrexia, and just yeah, imagining they, that these they things think are happening. Yeah, they think he's just hyper-fixated on stuff and there's no threat and... Um, is Oyster Bay and Benalia, is that the because um, I think that's they're talking to House Compassion, yeah? I believe so.
0: Anyways, so they're like, Yeah, you're gonna have to wait because we're busy trying to get the Keldons and the and Benalia from fighting each other, trying to set up a truce, like, we'll worry about this later.
1: And then, so yeah. he's like, Whatever, bros um Karn, karn's really upset because he won he he says it doesn't like you you need to just stop fighting right now and and we need to fight this thing you know mm-hmm. and they're they're not concerned because they've been doing this diplomatic kind of you know trying to make peace for a very long time and they're worried that that would kind of crush things if they stop and just yeah. go after something they don't even know actually exists yeah, so
0: uh and then eventually Teferi shows up and basically says the same thing that Karn said, which is yeah, the Phyrexians are active across the multiverse. Somehow they're they're jumping planes, who knows where they're at, maybe they're even here, and they're like, Oh, now that Teferi says it, <laughs> right, <laughs> we should probably believe that believe them, and Karn is like, bro you know (laughs) um i've been telling you this i've been saying that
1: this entire time i'm literally the expert on phyrexians like come on right
2: Mm. yeah
1: it's kind of of like when the doctor says something and then and then nobody believes it until you know the uh some other figurehead says oh this is true
2: it's also one of those things too, like so many of these people have so much experience with Karn and they've mm-hmm. always written Karn as like this being of logic with very, not really emotions or, or anything. But then all of a sudden it's like every time somebody wants to dismiss him, they're just like, oh, you're just being crazy. Oh, crazy yeah. Karn over here. <laughs> like he's ever shown any sign of that before in the past. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's it's kind of frustrating because like, Quite literally, like Jaya, Joda, they were all alive during the first right. invasion. Yeah. They know and, the. They know
2: what's at stake. They quite right. literally understand. Yeah. And Joda just like straight shuts him down. Yeah. Oh, only Planeswalkers can do that. Now you did that. And you're like, what the fuck, Joda? Chill <laughs> <laughs> right. out. Somebody's jealous he
0: can't go world hopping, I think. Oh, uh, Joda!
1: Yeah, come on. Um, Teferi also reveals to the counselor, whoever's present, that um, they have the ability to complete Planeswalkers, and tells them about Tamio Mm-hmm. Which I yep. think kind of alarms them as well.
0: Yep. Um, and then the negotiations kind of fall apart at that point. Because yeah. Kelden's like, I'm just gonna go back and worry about ourselves, and Belenia's like, Yeah, maybe that's best. Which is stupid because both these nations existed at the time of the first right. invasion and know what's at stake, and they're like, No, nah, we can do this on our own. It's like, No, you can't, and you guys understand that. Crack a history book up, homies. Um, so it's it's quite frustrating um, uh,
1: the, the, how this story is unfolding for me personally. Yeah. In, in some ways it seems kind of like, uh, l- I don't want to say lazy writing cause that's not the right, right word. It's just, it's constrained it, to a blog post, you know? Yeah, um, so it didn't have a lot of building to it, but in other, in other ways you think like, you know, this is actually kind of plausible. <laughs> like yeah. if you ta- if you're looking at human, um, tendencies, you know. Yeah. The, the, you kind of can see how this could happen. I I would have liked personally just a little more like build up to it, a little more explanation of the the problem that mm-hmm. stopping the negotiations would have had between Benalia and Keld, but again, it's a blog post and not a novel, so.
0: Yeah, that's a limitation of the medium, I think.
1: Um
2: mm. I mean, these blog posts are not short. No. no. Not. Trust me. But there, are five of them are no novel, but
0: yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty good short story. You put yeah. them all together, so.
2: But you can definitely feel some of the constraints of the writing too. Yeah, like because some of it just ends up turning into bad writing, like Carn can't walk because of the materials that are crushing it. You're like, <laughs> what? That's never been a thing before, and now all of a sudden it's a thing.
0: It's the caves of Kulos, man. I mean, I get that. I like. I'm um, on board with that.
2: Um, but and then and then again in this one, it's uh, you know in, in this episode that like the not believing Karn just to turn yeah. around and believe to fairy. Yeah, that that was a bit rough. That's like um, is also kind of uh, it's indicative. I like it could be great storytelling if it had more time to develop, but because of the short yeah. time that it develops, in you're just kind of like F- these people.
1: Yeah, why
0: are they being (laughs) a dick to Karn? Exactly. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, so the peace talks or the talks kind of end and then Karn has an idea that he has to go stash these Silex um, Mm -hmm. because he's not sure the influence of the Phyrexia and whatnot. He comes across a Benelish soldier named Sten who kind of tells him that... There are sleeper agents about, you know, people who might not even know that they're Phyrexian, uh, but are, you know, sending messages to the Phyrexians and um, aiding them in that way. Um, mm-hmm. um, just a and also correction. Uh, Sten was from Argavia. Argivian? Okay. So Sten is Argivian. Sorry. Uh, he just happens to be in Waster Bay. For the piece. So, day. right, right. Um, and he... He tells Karn that he's probably the only planeswalker that can be trusted because he does he is immune to the Phyrexian influence and probably the only creature that is uh, slash planeswalker because he you know he's made out of silver.
2: Although the the point of him liberated Karn liberated is that he was corrupted by Phyrexia, right? Is, is uh, what made him Karn liberated? What makes him immune to the Phyrexian influence?
1: Maybe is possibly. it Venser's sacrifice oh that that might be true I guess kind of he just assumed it was because he was silver and had no organic
2: material but yeah it's been yeah that could have been I, I don't I'm not familiar with that middle ground of stories there basically yeah. I stopped reading somewhere in Kamigawa, and then yeah. Up yeah again a couple years ago but there's a whole big huge gap there that I don't yeah. know what happened um maybe uh I don't either have... way
1: the point is that Karn is incorruptible uh but everybody else could be a sleeper agent. Yeah. And they kinda form a pack together to kinda, you know, they form like a little okay, we're watching everybody else. Will you watch my back? I'll watch your back. That kind of thing. Put a pin in um, them. <laughs> so Karn Plains walks off and hides the Silex in um Joyra's shop. Yeah. He thinks that that would be the best place for it. Uh, under a bunch of lock and keys, some, you know, uh, magical wards that tells if anybody tampers with it, that kind of thing. And then doesn't tell anybody about it.
0: Yep. So, uh, then he goes back to the negotiations, and they've continued, uh, but are on worse footing than they had been uh, when he left. And then that's when he notices a uh bird. It was a bird, right? Um, yeah. Like, chilling and conspicuous, like very suspiciously and conspicuous.
1: Yeah, it's like the same up. bird, you know, like the it's Matrix. The was bird. it the same cat? Or was it a different cat?
0: <laughs> so this bird looking a little too inquisitively at him. Um, and then he grabs it and it turns out to be a Phyrexian sleeper agent that's a bird. Uh, yeah. And then uh, that sets off a whole host of Phyrexians and the peace talks that were guards and stuff, right? I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they basically just explode into Phyrexians.
0: Yeah, which is a uh, very creepy thing to imagine. So that goes downhill and Joyra, Karn, Teferi, and Jaya make a hasty retreat through a portal with Mm -hmm. Sten to
1: uh, Argave. Yep, Argivian. Argivia. Argivia um and then and a johnny goes after a Phyrexian that kind of goes out the window a johnny mm-hmm. does not go with them he gets go, goes on a chase to yeah. get the the one of the Phyrexians there he gets left it's, in oyster lives. i do want to point out um <laughs> one of my i don't know uh if i'd call it my favorite parts but it kind of weirded me out when they talked about caffeine
0: Yeah, that was kind of like a fourth wall thingy. That was like, uh, I mean, yeah, like obviously it exists, but it's kind of weird. You don't see that in like a classic
1: fantasy novel. Yeah. Jaya says you two would be much more compassionate towards me right now if you had heard of this substance called caffeine. (laughs) Uh, I just thought thought it was kind of like, huh?
0: I thought it was funny in a uh, on the nose kind of way.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're alluding that there is an
0: Earth plane. <laughs> I believe it. I believe that Earth is in the multiverse, and it was one of the first planes to get ravaged by uh, the Eldrazi. And that's why we don't have magic.
1: No mana, yeah.
2: Yep. Anyways. And then they all <laughs> escape so that they can go play a game of Among Us. Try and figure out.
1: Yep. Man. <laughs> who the bad Dave, guy is. <laughs> this, I actually really like this story, part three.
0: But I liked it, but, like, you're in a body snatcher type situation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What's
2: the worst possible idea for... But the idea that you always go with every time it's the worst possible idea. It's split up. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. like, yeah. Scooby doing it here, and it's like, yeah. I did, guys, again, I think them...
2: The cold logic of Karn just seems to disappear for no reason. See, yeah.
0: Um, like, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think that, that this is just the story needed to happen, and that's why it's here. But also, throughout the story, he's making sure he's alone individually mm-hmm. with each character, and he tells each specific character a different location right. of the Silex. So I think. Oh, which is real yeah. smart. Which, yeah. if you want to be, like, charitable, that's why he's like, we should split up, so that he can engineer these encounters with them. But also, that's a really risky thing to do when you are not entirely sure what's going on with the Phyrexians. Yeah. Yeah, so they ben- they Benny Hill around the tower for a while, looking for <laughs> various Phyrexians, and discover that... There's more than one of them there because they can replicate, so it makes trying to find one. Also, well, like they get uh Joda to make a Phyrexian tracking device, which I find absolutely freaking hilarious to get the dude who failed to make the the dual <laughs> tracking device to make a Phyrexian tracking device. Like, <laughs> he's not good at this. Why are you asking yeah. him do it? Yep, Like The one thing you don't ask Joda to do is make a tracking device. He's, hands down, Mm. historically proven not to be good at doing that. So he, of course, makes a bad tracking device that doesn't really work. (laughs) And (laughs) Uh, then um, everybody gets mass attacked by all the Phyrexians, except for Teferi, who's off. They left him alone for some reason.
1: Um, And also, except for Sten, who is the one that turned into the Phyrexian. (laughs) Yeah, and just exploded yeah. into he was a sleeper agent the whole time. Yeah, right. which is hilarious
0: because when when uh so Teferi gets injured when he's he's left alone by some Phyrexian and they're trying to evacuate him from the tower at this point. And then that's when Karn whispers to him, "It's like, hey, man, just so you know, just in case I don't make it, this is where the the. The Silex is, and then Sten's like, That's exactly what I need to know, and then explodes into a Phyrex scene. He's like, He could have played this a little cooler, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, I also, <laughs> though, important note at this point that, uh, in two, when they were teleporting out, Sten is the one who gave them the safe location to portal to.
0: Yep, ah. Uh- the not the, so safe location, yeah. then
2: was like, Go to Argivia or whatever, however you say it, it's safe there. I promise, yeah. But it, it's, other, yeah,
1: yeah, and, it was revealed that it's basically totally under uh Frexian influence, like not yeah. like, on the surface, but everything is corrupt yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. what but what I found interesting about that was that. Even when he was exploding into a Phyrexian, it was apparent that Sten had no idea he was a sleeper. Mm -hmm. Um, So that tells me that when you're a Phyrexian sleeper, they can still, like, make suggestions at you that seem pretty sound logic, even though it's, you know, playing Mm -hmm. right into their hand. Like, Mm -hmm. the Phyrexian sleeper thing that they've concocted here is scary. That's that's like...
0: It definitely uh, is. There's a um
1: do you guys want to move on to the next story? Um, I also wanted to just point out that this basically is the card. This whole thing is the card temporary lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> it even the arts on they the blog, yeah. the whole scenario is temporary lockdown because yep. the tower that they were in was locked down. They didn't yeah. want the Frexians scenes escaping out, but they did find after they got out that it was Argivia is already super yeah. corrupted. They thought it yeah. was contained to the tower, but it was not. Yeah, it was all over the place. Um, and Jaya, uh, it, her fire is, you know, super. What is the effective. Pokemon turn? Yes, <laughs> this fire is super effective <laughs> against the Phyrexians too. I this believe that's
2: even the word they use in the story. I think Joda yeah. says to her that her fire, I think it's Joda, says something to her about her fire being especially effective. Yeah, they gave God. me some
0: Pokemon vines. It keeps them from, um, splitting apart and, uh, ma- and,
1: uh, yeah. Cro- uh, copying. Yep.
0: Yeah. Copy like duplicating themselves. Uh, also, Oh, I had something here that I want to mention. Oh yeah. Uh, Phyrexians and Thran technology. We learn in this story go mm-hmm. together really well. Yep. And so the fact that our, Ar- uh, Argavia was, uh, a society kind of built on repurposed Thran technology probably is what led them to be the first target of the Phyrexian invasion. The first major yeah, target uh, that, that makes that's sense. My assumption.
1: Um, so yep. So they ended up getting out of here. Uh, the 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 weather light comes and picks them up. Yeah, basically
0: it's a uh, Deus Mech uh, Mechana weather light Machina swoops yeah. in saves them flies off like the weather like do so that takes us to episode number four a brutal blow you want this give... point oh, i was gonna Go see if, uh other dave wanted to give the sure. synopsis of this it's okay if you don't want to um s- synopsis well actually i'll give the synopsis of this one and then one of you guys can give the synopsis of the next one that way because mm-hmm.
1: i've got it yeah
0: Okay. Um, so this one is everybody decides what they went back to Oyster Bay after Argave fell, Argaveia fell and was told Joda and everybody what happened. And they're like, okay, we need a new plan. We got to unite everybody. So Karn actually finally gives him his plan and is like, we need to meet all in Shiv and use the mana rig that's there and the Silex. And me to draw all the Phyrexians to one place, and then get eh, like literally everybody in the world there to fight the Phyrexians. That's his plan, mm. and everybody agrees, and then goes off to again separates to do their uh, recruitments of the various powerful nations of Dominaria. Yep. So Joda goes to Yavamaya. And then uh, Jaya goes, stays at Bellinia to yeah. try to recruit Bellinia. Benalia. Benalia. Yeah,
1: specifically Danica Dan, or Danitha Compassion. Yeah. Looking and, to get her and her people. Because they're like, yeah. I, I get the impression they were kind of like 300, you know? Yeah. They were like the super troop, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So Danitha is like, I need to go get my dad. I got to go rescue my pa. He was in the peace talks. He got kidnapped. Yeah. Um, if we can rescue him, we'll help you out.
1: That's the idea there. Yep.
0: Yep. That's the the thing that Jaya, uh, Jaya was able to work out. So that's her bit. They go, they find him in a cave, put a pin in that because Jodas and Yavamaya looking to recruit them. And that's when all hell breaks loose. He talks to the, queen of Yavamaya is the the vibes i got the leader anyways yeah uh and she basically tells him that she's not really interested in helping him she's look after her people she'd love to help him because she's heard a lot of stories about him and she's like old school joda stan but she can't she gotta she gotta save her people and then that's when uh rona from the first story shows up and starts laying waste to everything with the dragon engine. Yeah. And, and yeah. So there were some cool moments in here. Um, like when the the dragon engine does its roar and just like rips a gouge in the uh, forest and really uh proves that despite being a what was it, a four-four artifact <laughs> creature, it's actually really scary to go up against.
1: Yeah. Uh reanimated as a Phyrexian um thing yeah it's definitely either way oof um so let's see i'm trying to find exactly what he does but joda does a really neat little trick uh -hmm. well do you he he uses a shield to protect them from the blow um Mm -hmm.
0: and sets up another one because he figures they're going to do another one and that's when um the Yavamaya leader discovers a Thran artifact in the, the trench that the dragon engine made. And she's like, we need to get there. I have an idea. I think I've seen this before. So he uh, helps. They run to the trench. They hop in. He protects it with a shield while she sets off uh, uh, some kind of timer. And then she's like, we need to get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. So he teleports them out of the way and it sets off a, Magical vacuum sphere that totally obliviate, uh, uh, obliterates all the organic tissue in the of the dragon engine
1: that was inside the the radius of the sphere. Yeah. So yeah, the Thran device was was concocted to eliminate um, organic material, basically. So yeah, they set it off, poured it out, and then anything inside that bubble went by, went bye-bye the
0: yavamaya uh lady mentions that she thinks it's because they did experiments in it and that's what she would have used it for and joda yeah. makes a note to himself that he most definitely thinks it's a weapon probably a dampening sphere at which point you go hey that's a card it does a thing yeah uh, so i thought that nice was neat. Comeback. nice nice little easter sphere
1: yeah, um, and <clears throat> I I wanted to go back to before the Dragon Engine attacked and just say elves being elves, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. were immediately like, "Oh, well, you're Joda. I know who you are. You're super famous. You're the awesomest mage on the planet. You've been around forever." And then they said, "They go to go. Ah, we don't care
2: unless it's affecting us." Yeah, elves. Yeah. are like uh, the elves have always kind of been like that in yeah. Magic Floor. <laughs> Like, they yeah. they are very much like, yeah, hey, if it doesn't affect us, you can just leave us out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was like, she was like, I think it's Maria is her name. Yeah. She was like completely enamored with Joda, like 100%. And then when he came, gave the proposition to help, she was like, nah, not if it's not affecting us. We don't care. <laughs> Love she to. was like,
2: yeah, we're just going to call our elves back and we're just going to chill out here. Because yeah. even when he's like, there might be sleep reagents, she's like, yeah, nah. I'm- Multani will take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Multani will find him. No problem. Yeah. (laughs) Not a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then so we go back to
0: Benalia. That's how you say it, right? Yep. Uh, Where they've tracked the kidnappers to a cave that's now like just brimming with Phyrexians. And Jaya's like, okay, I'm I'm a perch up top. I'm going to lay down cover fire. You guys run in and uh, we'll, we'll attack the cave and get him back.
1: Well, except Eb, Phyrexians are Phyrexians and they always have another plan.
0: Like obviously. So who? Um, so they, they totally do not fare well in the first wave of their, atta- their initial wave of the attack. And then um, none other than Iratai saunters out of the cave and is like, Hey guys, I'm back. And, <laughs> yep. uh,
1: uh, looking also, like Goro from yeah. Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah. He's like, I'm back. Thought some of my old peeps was going to be around, but I guess that's not a thing. And then, uh, brings out Danitha's father who is now complete and basically puts, uh, pits Danitha against, uh, her father in, uh, in combat. While everybody else is kind of just like looking on and yeah. And then um he it's it to me it seemed like he still had some control of himself yes at, at some point because he kinda purposely throws the match and allows her to kill him because who wants to be a Phyrexian, right? I don't want to be a Phyrexian right. and then what I thought was hilarious was that the moment she decapitates her father, Erit is like, huh. See, that would come. I guess I'll sew his head back on later. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's <laughs> and like, I was like, uh, Irritai's back. I missed him. Um, yeah. Uh, and this is, this is classic Phyrexian, you know, playing the mind games, playing the, you know, yep. messing with you in other ways than just, you know, eviscerating you or whatever. Are they yep. just trying to shake their, um, resolve by doing this to her. Yep. It's, um, yep. And then at about that time the whole
0: hill explodes uh and becomes a uh was a Phyrexian behemoth? Or no, it was a juggernaut. Dreadnought. 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 That's a yep. that's a card too. Um yep. and uh which really makes you wonder, like, did they do all this work in the months that Karn was buried or have they been here for quite longer than what initially seems because they had yeah. a dragon engine in Yavamaya made of squirrels, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Completed squirrels and other uh woodland folk that nobody noticed disappearing. And then also a uh Brexian dreadnought stuffed underneath a mountain in uh uh Benalia. So they were here for a while, right? Or did they just get a lot of work yeah. done in
1: in a couple of months. Um, so, since we're on the topic, uh, Shildred ends up coming in the next uh, blog post. So she wasn't even close to being uh, ready to leave that cave that when Karn found her in the first blog post. So they must have done some quick work. So in the two, in the two months, three months, they were able to get her ready. I guess. Um, mm. So they they obviously worked fast so it's possible that they weren't here very much before Karn started becoming suspicious right okay. so I, I don't know they don't specifically say but mm-hmm. I I will yeah they the those couple months that Karn was gone they were able to get shouldered ready so maybe it hadn't been very long they work mm-hmm. fast I guess
0: they do without well, sleep they don't eat so that's a lot of it's burning the candle from both ends if you will uh and then um we hadn't mentioned this yet, but to in Shiv trying to uh recruit everyone in Shiv uh to help yeah. fight. Which
1: Noted he is like gutted, basically. Yeah, he is not in good shape.
0: He he's he's been gutted, but they, they use magic to patch him up, but apparently it takes a long time to really get back back on your fate, even with magic, because he's not not in, not back at a hundred percent yet. So yeah, he has to to get the dragons to decide to fight the uh, Verashinos to decide to fight the um, Gitu people. Yep, to decide to fight anything red. Yeah, basically, basically every red dominant besides Keld uh, nation just chills and shiv. So
1: Was Keld was Keld ready? Keld was Kelt was on board, right? They they didn't need convincing, I think, right? Um or no. we
0: well yeah. Um they are what show up we forgot to resolve the dreadnought issue. Yeah. But yeah, they're they show up in their uh recovered airship that they found.
1: Yeah, um, the Golden Argosy, which is yeah, a card.
0: That's a card. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they show up and just start dismantling the uh Dreadnought bit by bit like like little ants they're running all over it and 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 taking it to pieces and they're actually what uh defeats the 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 Dreadnought in the end. So, they did not take any convincing because Keld always down to fight. Yeah. Uh, they're so, like uh,
1: Vikings basically, right?
0: Yeah, basically. So they needed no convincing. They're like, shit needs fighting, we're here. And then Shiv, um, so everybody basically came to the conclusions. If the dragons are gonna fight, we'll join in, except for the goblins who um were like, We wanna be the first to join the fight because we want brag <laughs> we want bragging yeah. rights. Um they're so using they-
1: it as political uh, currency, yeah. Yeah.
0: So um they show up despite what the dragons do and they're, they, they fall. In, they uh, join the Alliance just right off the bat because they want bragging rights and to uh, use it in, uh future endeavors. So uh, that ends this story, if I'm correct. Well, no, somebody shows up at the end with, uh, there's a Phyrexian creature attacks the weather light. It's big. It's tentacly. It's disgusting. Right, right outside of the uh, Shivan Mana Rig, and it appears that they're going to be over overmatched, right? And they're having trouble um, dealing with it.
1: Is that in
2: Is that in this one or is that in the next one? I think it's the end of this one where they're overmatched and Airtight stops it. And uh, no, and then uh, uh, or uh, uh, right. Is that
0: that f-ing dragon's name? Yep. Yeah. He flies up and just ripped it apart and right. like does a yeah. mad flex and it's like, Hey,
1: if you haven't noticed, we're down to fight. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It saves the weatherlight. Saves um, the weather light. So the I did want to mention during the battle with Benalia versus uh Airtie, Ajani does show up there. hmm Um and basically kicks ass like he does, right? Yeah. Um. So he, Johnny comes back and meets back with him because the last we'd seen him, he went out the window and the. Yeah, uh, I forgot to bring that up. So yeah, he's with
0: uh, Jaya, and is part of the Benalia uh, attack on the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was one. And of then,
1: the- Air, yeah, and Airtai escapes. He get he yeah. he fucks off back into the cave or whatever. Yeah. He gets away.
0: And then that was that's all that happened in this story, right?
1: Um, Karn goes back to Joira's workshop mm-hmm. with uh, Joira. Um, and I think he grabs the Silex from there.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: hey.
1: Did he? Um, I believe he did.
0: Thoughts? Criticisms? Uh, anything that you want to point
2: out? No, I actually like this part of the story. I think it's uh, probably the best written one. In terms uh-huh. of like, there's not as many contradictions to the way people act, mm-hmm. the way they used to act. And it's, uh, yeah. right. It, it's the least that feels like rushed yeah. or like we have mm-hmm. to push through this story because we only have five blog posts to do it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, and uh,
1: I want to raise a question real quick. If, okay. if Genghis Khan started reforming his army right now in today's world, would we just be like, nah, it's cool, you know? Yeah. Do you think we like, would? Like, serious question. Do you think we'd be like, nah, it's not a problem. We got our own stuff. I, I would I would ask the question, is he still on horseback or does he
0: have? <laughs>
2: no, he has modern weaponry. I'd be like, okay, I, I probably mean, an issue. Hugh Anon probably thinks he's here to save us from the satanic cult <laughs> of people eating endocrine. <laughs> there you go. Because mm, so, that helps so I'm going to say there's at least a small section Of people who would view him as a savior Yeah. Oh my god <laughs> So that's yeah I
1: mean But that's
2: the kind <laughs> of timeline we're de-
1: Dealing with right I mean pretty yeah. much uh, yeah. That long ago is when The Frexian invasion occurred and that Wiped out um, mm-hmm. a lot of The of, of Asia you know so Would would we just be Like yeah no it's fine That's not going to happen you know That's yeah no, I think somebody I, would have something to say about it. But I also think we might just be like, "No, nah, I mean, not, I don't care." I, like Look, now, you're
0: just S- getting human into beings. political politics where the United States is like,
2: "It's not our problem," right? Well, I mean, it would probably what, depend on whether or not Genghis Khan invaded a country that was a member of the UN.
1: There you uh, go, or NATO, or which, or which oil. they,
2: yeah.
1: which to be fair, they did not have established. They, that's kind of what those talks between Keld and Benalia were, was kind of to form some alliances, you know, like a, yeah, a yeah. not necessarily a UN. They so they don't even have that established. So mm-hmm. maybe that maybe it's not that big of a stretch that they were just like, nah,
0: no, I, you know, I don't, I, I agree with your assertion.
2: See, uh, I, I, I mostly I'm, agree with it, except that like. The Phyrexians seem way more terrifying than Right. That's
1: that's the other thing. Gagans Khan's a human. He ain't yeah. some interplanar crazy thing that can corrupt you. And like,
2: if Dracula it, came up and was raising an army of vampires, would we do anything to stop it? It's, it's probably really the closest. Comparison. Yeah.
1: If that happened 2,000 years ago and then he's back now, because, yeah. you know, that's and what Dracula does. Also, I think he, we'd probably and, be
2: like, no, nah, we shouldn't let that happen. And there will be droves of MCR fans flocking <laughs> me to, to become a vampire.
1: <laughs> yeah, Twilight, <laughs> Twilight people be like, oh, Edward. Uh, it be?
0: It's uh, what if Dracula, but also he has a uh, human centipede fetish. Huh. Um, <laughs> <ugh>. uh, <laughs> no, the, my take on this story, and I mean this in the most, it's going to sound, it might sound bad to you guys, but I mean this in the most positive way possible. This story gave off hella Saturday morning cartoon vibes. Yeah. It was just it was cool because it's like ah oh, the big bad showed up and then you defeat the big bad and he scurries off into the into the distance and gets away cuz um I forgot I think we forgot to mention that Rona does get away at the end yeah. of the dragon engine encounter. So Rona gets away, Eritai gets away um, to uh, fight another day. So I, I liked it actually quite a bit, this particular story. Yeah. Uh, gave off the right vibes for sure.
1: Yep. All right. So let's go to episode five. Um, of note, Joda at the very end of four calls on the, you know, the telephone that they have to communicate between the weather light and whatever uh, the stone that they communicate with and says that we have a traitor among the coalition Right. Yeah. Uh, which kind of sets everything up for what happens in episode mm-hmm. five and he also mentions that he's writing the
0: Ents from the uh, yes. two towers to Helm's Deep no wait um, <laughs> from Yavamaya, they're writing the tree folk to yeah, Sh- yeah yeah totally not totally not recycled plot point <laughs> Um, hey man, that's a cool plot point so we can recycle it if 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 that's where we're going, if there's going to be tree folk fighting. I love me some tree uh, folk. I'm
2: down for people writing ants as much as people want to write stories about people writing ants. Yes. Let's do it.
1: Okay, so they're flying around on the teferis on the weather light at the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. Either, um, they found a traitor on on the weather light. Uh, it was attacking their food stores. So, right. doing
2: Phyrexian things, you know. Um, and uh, at some point during this, they decide that they are going to use the Silex to lure out Shouldred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: um. Should we note that the traitor was just a, like, a saboteur and not a sleeper agent? Was it a sleeper agent? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Oh. I, I. They don't say. He's already dead when they find him.
2: They oh, They yeah. bring the I, thing. I, to show the
1: proof, and that shows proof that Hey everybody. Here I would go. assume he's it's a sleeper
2: here. agent at this point. Yeah. Okay. It was a crew
1: member, I guess. They yeah. do mention the crew member's name later, but Oh, okay. Un- uneventful. Yeah.
2: At which point the dreadnought returns along with AirTie. Rona does not make an appearance this time, right? I don't think she... so. Yeah, I don't remember. So AirTie comes up, grabs a hold of Karn, begins to crush him.
1: Uh, they're, which... on the sh- they're on the they're on the mana rig, right? Yeah. Yeah, and have they mobilized it to move? Is it walking, a walking I don't think it's point?
2: moving yet. Or maybe it is. I forget when it starts to move. At some point,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: So, Ertai comes up, grabs a hold of him, begins to crush him with his four Goro arms, <laughs> and says <laughs> he's, he's going to rebuild him.
0: You wouldn't think that Ertai uh, would be that buff. Yeah. But apparently,
1: no, I mean, he definitely been
2: uh, juicing out
1: according doesn't, to his card
2: art. Doesn't something like this happen to Airtie in the books? Doesn't someone grab a hold of him to prevent him from, from casting spells and try to crush him? Oh, maybe. Maybe it was Karn. He, like,
1: hugged him because he was a pacifist back then. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't remember if that's true, but it would be kind of
2: nice. Uh, symmetry. All back, yeah. I, I felt like that happened, but it's been so long since I read those books that... Um, it could just be me wanting to have some nostalgia. Yeah. So uh, air ties up here, stopping, holding Karn. Mana rigs getting overrun, so Karn decides to protect the Silex with the last little bit of energy he has. Wraps it up in some carbon and, and some other stuff. Titanium yeah. lock boxes, the whole shebang. It's going to be waterproof, fireproof, and blastproof. Yeah. Uh, and ho- blind Eternity's proof, yeah, and hopefully also you know Erexian proof. Yeah. Uh, other planeswalkers come to his aid. Primarily, a Johnny swings that air tie helps free him. Yep. And He's- the idea was that was
1: Joy was going to take it somewhere or not take it to Jaya. Uh, yeah. So at this
2: point, he tells Jaya to take it somewhere.
1: Yeah, because he can't planeswalk himself. So uh-huh. he tells Jaya, the Silex is in the box. Go planeswalk it to a different plane so
2: they can't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite killed. moments in this is, is Jaya is burning a bunch of fire and asks Karn how he likes his nightmares cooked. And <laughs> Karn's response is, I do not require nutritional sustenance. Yeah. It's the most logical Karn has acted in this entire five <laughs> issues. <laughs> It's like the most mechanical he's acted the entire time. All It's like, yep. oh, hey, yeah, don't forget, Karn doesn't need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to say things that he's going to just
1: ignore your joke and just state
2: yeah. <laughs> as a matter of fact. So Shouldred appears again, says that, yep. uh, tells Karn he has the Silax for him. He tells Jaya to get it away. Jaya comes back because apparently she can't planeswalk it by herself. She requires two people. Oh, dear. Uh, at which point, Karn removes all of the boxes around it, so someone complains, walks with her, and then a Ajani yep. uh, turns robotic or mechanical, I guess. Because finally, Johnny says, not with bloodlust, but mechanical. Uh, uh, yep. At this point, everyone realizes Johnny has turned, but it is too late. Johnny stabs. With someone with an axe, how does that work? How do you stab someone? (laughs) Yeah, uh, but anyway, he slices up Jaya, throws Uh. her off, crushes the silex, and kidnaps Karn. And Shouldred's prediction at the beginning in story one, when she says Karn will come and work for them, seems to be coming true.
1: Yep, it seems their plan hinged on destroying the silex, and they have something that for, for their plan. Karn is very important. That's why they don't outright kill him. Right. Mm. So. so the thing with the planeswalking was it, the, it being in all that crap that Karn encased it in to protect it from Phyrexians made it so that Jaya couldn't physically hold it to planeswalk. Yeah. he <laughs> that was the idea. So he had to strip about- it of that so she could just take the Silex and go. And once he did that, that's when Ajani activated. It's not his fault, Karn. <sighs> See, his DM
0: never takes into account carrying capacity
1: whereas <laughs> right cuz he, he doesn't carry
0: is a stickler about carrying capacity
2: so <laughs> she's like i can't put this in my inventory bro you're going to have to take some of this off of this yep but uh so after that the rest of the coalition is injured they're having a little meeting uh they make a monument to our good friend jaya who we will forever miss. Yep. Did they repel
1: the invasion? Nope. Nope. So, the invasion so uh, still Shouldred, Shouldred ended up getting on the mana rig and attaching herself to it, I think. Oh, right. Lord. Right. So Shouldred has
2: the mana rig. Shouldred they has Karn. Karn they destroyed, destroyed the, the Silex. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Teferi... And
1: the then they got on the this, golden
2: Argosian left, right? right yeah did the weather There's light- something about a red light and they get transported i couldn't i read that part like five times and could not understand what was happening joda there. joda portaled people maybe no no well, this is plan- when they a, take karn this a plane
0: oh they take karn back to i'm reading uh,
2: oh
1: yeah it's a planar bridge yeah 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 they yeah. take karn back to um Elish Norn, who we
2: see yeah.
0: again for the first time in a long time. I, I assume that means he's on Phyrexia, right? Because that's where
2: Elish Norn is, as far as we right. know. So at the end of it, Teferi, in order to try and recreate the Silex, has decided to do something that he swore he would never do, which is time travel again, to go back in time, figure out how the Silex was made, so they can make a new one.
1: Yep. And... They, yeah, because what he said was they could they could make the silix, but they wouldn't know how to function it, right? right? They could probably reverse engineer it and with the notes that Karn has and stuff, but they wouldn't know how it works or how to activate it or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, so he has to go back in time, presumably to the Brothers' War. Or before the Brothers' War, whenever the Silex was actually invented. Because mm-hmm. didn't invent that shit. He found it. But Urza had the means to figure out how. He's the one that figured out how it worked, right? Well, he just like read the bowl. I mean, the bowl told you how it worked. On, <laughs> on it. <laughs> that so. is true. They don't have cameras back then, I guess. And wasn't Joda the one that wrote the spell, copied the spell onto the Silex? Uh, no. Because Joda.
0: Was alive during the Ice Age. That was before, because like he wasn't alive during the Brothers' War. He was alive during the Ice Age, which happened after the Brothers' War, and, that, and that's when he became immortal. What, so, want of ink, what was the spell? Oh, that wasn't joda That was Baronaldo.
1: Oh, it was Baron. Baronaldo. But
0: you're Baron is Baronaldo. You're, you're ruining the end of the story, man. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he, well, supposedly, as it goes, uh, according to the story, was that some, he was a scry, Baron was a scry, and he was just supposed to write shit down, he wasn't supposed to remember it, and they were taking the final notes of this uh Argivian uh, wizard who was fixing to freaking die, and so the guy was telling him all his spells and stuff, and he was writing it down, and then he ran out of ink and couldn't finish writing the spell down, so he had to remember it. Because he couldn't go get some more ink. And then that particular spell is hinted at that is like this big spell. And then um from the Brothers War and stuff. I mean it's all it's heavily implied that it's the Silex spell. And then in Invasion, Baron uses a Silex like spell on talaria So that work between is a heavy inclement. and implication
1: gotcha. that was the Silex spell. Okay, for oh, some reason I that. thought it was Joda, but not that he yeah. would, like, yeah. Anyway. But All right, so he has to go back.
2: Oh yeah, I love Baron. Bring oh, back dude. Baron. Triple B. Hashtag B. Bring back Baron.
0: Man, he won't be in the brother's word though.
2: Yeah, it's too far back.
0: All you got is uh.
2: Actually. Hey, we don't know how many times Teferi's gonna to have to time travel to get this right. That's true. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad that they've set it up as a way
1: of like Teferi's going on a mission to observe, not to actually, you know, hmm. go well, bring the Silex back, right? Yeah. Like to transport yeah. it forward in time. He just needs to figure it out the Silex.
2: Mm-hmm. Is Baron one of Teferi's instructors? I think um, so, yeah. Larry, Yeah. Yeah
1: cuz he's thought, on the card um he's on the card the trinket trinket something and or him and Teferi are both on that card. Yeah. 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 Trinket mage.
0: They were
1: yeah, he was a student of Baron and Urza
0: on Teleria during okay. um
2: it's not trinket mage. The, but yeah. So so maybe he he could go to Baron and get some advice. Bring back Baron.
1: Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do it. I'm all about it.
0: you see Aaron, uh, Baron again? I'd love
1: it.
2: I really want to get this name of this card. because I thought it was like a, something student. Like Disruptive Student. Or
1: disruptive like Student. I think that's actually correct. Because um, yeah, Teferi the, was like that.
0: The flavor text is about a, uh academy-wide fart that Teferi did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Teferi is a problem student. Always has... Always late for class. No appreciation for constructive use of time. Barren progress report. Yeah, oh, you that's yeah, the that's the one. Is, is yep. it a disruptive student? Yep. Oh, sweet. He's not in the art, but he's in the flavor text. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they were okay. So about the student thing, in this story, Karn gets very reminiscent of his time with Joyra while she was at the academy, um, like Telerian Academy. And how they had fun times and all that stuff. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, hmm. you don't remember that. It was in time streams with Joyra specifically, because yeah, when the I remember because I wasn't really playing Magic, but I diddled on um, Arena a little bit during Dominaria time when the set Dominaria came out, and I was like, I don't know who this person is. Yeah, Joyra. she was the um, she was a student. And then she was also kind of
0: the uh, person that Teferi was crushing on, and then he got stuck in that time rift, and then she got older, and he stayed a kid because he was in the time rift. And then when they got him out, um, there was a bit where they caught him one time trying to drink uh, fast
1: time water so that he could age up, (laughs) uh, so he could put the moves on her. I see. And then she she's still alive because she the slow time stream she drank yeah, the water. Yeah, they drank all the the time What's the water.
2: the craziest thing you've done for a
1: girl?
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> drink fast time water. You know, whatever. Um, yeah. So okay. She was just, that was, she was just back a back side because I
1: didn't remember that at all. And they spoke yeah. as if it was like not new. It was old mm-hmm. lore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all right, and that's the yeah. story of Dominaria United. Uh, left on yeah. a cliffhanger. They lost. I did, did want to bring up repel the the evasion in this yeah i did want to bring up the uh
0: since we're talking about uh old times and old lore teferi specifically apologizes to karn for treating him like a robot oh yeah he was with uh urza and was Urza's student which i thought was nice it's definitely Uh, a nice touch specifically because of the way everybody was treating karn at the beginning of the story when they were like shut up you silly robot you don't know nothing the and then yeah the
1: and then they're like oh teferi we believe you and then <laughs> teferi's like hey yeah i'm sorry i treated you like a robot it was yeah. nice teferi's a good guy
0: yeah i really like teferi he's probably my favorite uh old school
1: walker at this point yeah him and karn both are my favorite <laughs> now characters that, in magic
2: at this now that sure. dead. i i like teferi as a character You do not like his cards. (laughs) I wish they would never make another Teferi card. Yeah. I mean,
0: I I, I agree with you on that one. His cards are kind of overpowered sometimes.
2: Man, I just, and don't get me wrong, like that whole block that Teferi dominated had some other cards that, you know, like Teferi was almost a necessity for. Like the meta warped around Teferi because. Teferi was like a necessity to deal with Mm. the Scarab God and things like that. But also like that just I never want to play against Teferi again. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, if you stay in standard you don't have to yet yet until he's a brother's work hard because he probably will be. Yeah, for real. Don't
0: if you don't want to fight against Teferi, don't be a Phyrexian. My advice for you.
1: Oh, technically, he does have a card that's in standard, but it's not widely used. So, and it's not that big of a problem, yet. A very he who slows. They'll break it. That. They'll break it. I'm sure. Uh, did we want to do the side stories, or maybe say that for another time? we're yeah,
0: going. We're going a little long in the tooth here. We got to resolve uh, last week's challenge, so that people
1: are in the know. Okay.
0: So we'll uh, maybe come back to the side stories um, at a.
1: No promises.
0: Um, no promises.
1: Next slow week of news. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because spoiler season's about to start. Starting up again. (laughs) It's ended. I know. (laughs) All right. So, we did a challenge where we took the starter decks on Arena that they just re updated and we randomly chose three of them to play against each other. This was last week on Twitch. And uh, how did that turn out? Nobody won. So, I didn't lose.
0: Um, So, yay. (laughs) Everything was a draw. We had the exact uh, same game record.
1: I think everybody went two and one. Yep.
0: Or lost one and two. Everybody, it it all ended the same. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're pretty evenly matched when it comes to playing starter decks. So uh, what have we decided to do to resolve
1: this unsightly draw? Well... We decided that we would be picking a starter deck for each other. Meaning, I will pick. Me and me and moderator Dave will pick a deck that Superior Dave plays. The um, the Daves will pick my deck, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And then is there a better know, way to say that?
1: <laughs> no. And then you and Superior Dave will pick my deck. Yep. That way we. Um, Kind of, no. we think it's a kind of a fun way to deal with this and to show off different starter decks because we will not be allowed to pick the ones that we used.
2: Yep. In the other. So, uh that's good.
1: Um, so you random, people looking?
2: I'm gonna make a, a random list real quick, for to decide the order that we will decide these decks in. Yeah, we're gonna pick them now, right? That was the idea, right? I yep. Know. Yep. All right. So first, we will decide Ben's deck, then mm-hmm. moderator Dave's deck, and then my deck. Awesome. Excellent. So the decks oh.
1: not on the on the being able to be selected are stealthy subterfuge, balancing act, and blossoming growth. So any Which of the other really starters...
2: disappointing because I really wanted to pick stealthy subterfuge for you again. <laughs> no, please, no. no. Like no if we had it. not decided to eliminate the other. Precons, I totally would have talked to Dave into letting us forcing us to put you into the deck you hated again
1: yeah mm. yikes all right so go ahead and pick my deck all right well let's see I uh
2: do you have any th- thoughts here Cause my first thought was we should give him the mechanics that are the most complicated mm. um, but but it what? seems like we already played those decks
0: yeah so. <laughs> I I don't know. I was thinking about giving him just
2: a so I I was thinking like mono blue or even like one of these mono colored decks.
0: That's what I was thinking. Sticking him with a, a, a mono-colored deck. I was thinking yeah. white, but um I could be convinced to go blue.
2: I mean I could be convinced for white too. White just seems uh mm-hmm. it actually seems like it can go pretty wide. Hmm. Um Let's uh, go.
0: Let's go blue. Um, all right. I guess I was uh, reluctant to go blue because I've played that one a lot, but maybe he hasn't. So I have not.
2: But, I mean, also he's been playing mono white and standard for the last.
0: Uh, yeah, that's year true. And a half. We'll definitely we'll go blue. Okay. You've
2: convinced me. Lock that one in. That's aerial domination. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm glancing at this Mo- deck, moderator Dave. Me and Ben, I think Moderator Dave. Okay. Um,
1: Let's see. I wonder if we shouldn't do...
2: I'm thinking something big and slow, like Mono Green or Red Green.
1: I was thinking, I would like the uh, idea of the large and in charge Mono Green deck. And then I also like the idea that Gruul deck seems pretty good cho- choice. It's got some different mechanics with werewolves in it. Looks like oh, that's the one we should have given to you with all the
2: complicated werewolf day and
1: night. Hey, shit. don't 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 count me out. I I
2: can do complicated decks. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you probably can't just being thrown into it with a mediocrely constructed deck.
1: Are we are we allowed to play these against Sparky? Yeah,
2: or whatever. I, I mean,
1: what? How are we going to stop you? That's true. I mean, I would just do the on the honesty. So what are you? The thinking? other choice, yeah. I, the other choice is the spell weaver thing. Um, but I maybe we go big, Stompy. Maybe we go big, Stompy.
2: Yeah, large yeah. and in
1: charge. All right, big Stompy. It is large and in charge. Okay, uh,
0: so you guys lock that in. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna let you guys know that I moonlight Mono Green, so uh, suck. Oh, it. I know you do. Going to get this one. This is my deck.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Um, Me and Ben are picking Superior Days deck now. Yep. Okay.
1: Um. Uh, definitely don't go goblins everywhere. Yep. Uh, I agree. Do not do that. Don't go do the black one. Um, that looks like a bad thing for against yeah. us. Don't do grave
0: matters, right? Cause they, well, the problem is that Superior Dave's good at any deck, so I don't know. Yeah, well, no, you, we we got to find the most extremely boring deck to play. That way, he gets <laughs> distracted. So, which one is that? Like, what's the most um,
1: banal deck to play? Yeah, none, none of these. I'm, I'm glancing over the list, and none of them seem like great things. Probably, may, it might be this uh, ignite the forge deck. Okay, might be the one. Um, it also looks like it's the most complicated, like mechanical wise, especially if you're not used to the Oni Colt Anvil style of play. Mm. So maybe that's the maybe that's the one. Let's do this one's actually because uh, the other ones have like a lot of combat tricks and stuff, wow. which I I know that Superior Dave is actually very excellent at. He's really great at stacking so, the Malaysian. Um, yeah, let's do this one. Let's lock in. Ignite the ignite forge. The forge. That might have been a very bad call, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see.
0: Um, I have a lot of experience going up against the uh, Oni Call Anvil deck feeling good about it yeah um, yeah so i think that ends the show for this week
1: right yep so uh, next week on twitch 1 p.m we'll be playing uh these starter decks i will have aerial domination
2: i'm, I'm glad uh, that my, i did not pick the uh the green red deck for other dave now since it has a braid in it
1: oh right <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm glad you didn't Mod- pick the
1: deck for me either i don't like the werewolves
0: Moderator Dave. Dave
1: will be large and in charge and superior Dave ignite the forge. So does large yeah. and in charge
2: have anything that can uh destroy artifacts and enchantments? Doesn't look like it.
1: Oh, we should have accounted for that, huh? Oh no. Dun dun dun. A very bad mistake. All right. Well, uh, why don't
0: you tell us where they can find us?
1: You can find us on Twitter at MPGpod. You can also find me on Twitter at Be nice mpg. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave? They can find me
0: on Twitter at Dave underscore MPG. And uh, once again, Dave, other Dave, has not fin- figured out that the Internet is a thing. So uh, you can't find him anywhere in
2: the cyberspace. But where are you currently located in the fleshy space? I am in Indiana getting me some butter burgers. Butter burgers. Does that originate in Indiana? I don't know if it originates there, but <laughs> they have a whole fast food chain designated to it. Man, Cul- that sounds Culver's Butter Burgers. What's a butter a burger? <laughs> Ugh. Uh, it's so they cook a burger <laughs> in butter. Uh, yeah. But uh, the burger, they cook it in butter and then they put some butter on top of it before they serve it to you.
1: It's and all sorts of artery melt
2: over
0: it. That makes it
1: better. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It kind of tastes okay. <laughs> I it does feel like I'm you know, 200 pounds of bird shit after I eat it, but
2: it's, it's not bad. Yeah, that's that. It's um, it's one of those things that like while you're eating it, you're like, man, this is good, and then like halfway through it, you're like, I can literally feel my arteries getting clogged.
0: Hmm. You're like, I've made some mistakes. I know that now. <laughs> and then you finish the burger
1: anyway.
2: Yeah. A long, turn. a long time ago, uh pre release was that. Would have been, I think it was uh, one of the, I think it was Dark Steel, Dark Steel pre-release back when you had to like commute to go to a pre-release. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was living in Cincinnati, we went to Columbus for the pre-release. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a drive. And on the way back, we challenged, for some reason, I don't remember why, someone was saying they could eat two triple cheeseburgers from Wendy's. <laughs> That's and, a bad idea. And two people got into a little bit of a pissing contest and decided that they were we were going to do it on the way home. We're going to stop and they're going to do the double triple challenge is what they called it. They were each going to eat two triple cheeseburgers from Wendy's. Oh my god. Oh no. And oh no. they were so miserable for that hour and mm-hmm. a half ride home. Oh
1: gosh. Oh yeah, in Lord. the car. Oh, no. That's bad news. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that people.
0: That's like the uh just eating a quadruple whopper just to say that you did and then Yeah, night. I don't I don't know why I do this to myself.
2: Uh, it's yeah, kind of like just, um if you ever wondered what it feels like for your heart to slow down,
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do that, people.
2: That's the... or
1: actually do it.
2: Mm. So I did not participate, but I saw two people do it, and um, I have to say, I, it does not seem like something that I would recommend.
0: Yeah, neither do any cardiologists. <laughs>
1: 10 out of 10 cardiologist does not recommend yeah. not even they couldn't even pay that ninth one enough to recommend it <laughs> you can
0: convince the 10th doctor to say anything but not this one not this time nah, not, not this time, time. yeah
1: Mm-mm. actually it is
2: nine out of 10 this time the 10th doctor was like more work for me yeah yeah <laughs> daddy needs a new tesla